Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the calm before the storm. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Or I guess I should put it, welcome to the entrance to the Thunderdome. It really feels as if we're on the edge of the hurricane right now. Things are about to get wild, so listen up. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Fed. I'm talking about the FOMC meeting, the Federal Open Market Committee meeting, where they're about to decide the next federal rate increase. And it's going to cause craziness. Basically, you have one side of Wall Street saying, yo, Fed, yo, Mr. Jerome Daddy Pal, you got to be a little bit more dovish. You're coming on a little bit aggressive. Just tone it down. You got to play it cool. Because if you Paul Volcker the whole situation, you're going to send us into a recession. And how would that look at my zero DTE YOLO calls? On the flip side, you have, hey, Fed, you got it wrong in the past. We agree with the first group. But the only way to really fix it now is to go the opposite way. Be as hawkish as you possibly can. Rip off the band-aid. We would rather swallow a painful pill now than fight an even more horrific disease known as inflation later on. Just do it. We'll handle it. And it'll be a-okay. So basically, half of Wall Street is saying be more dovish. The other half is saying be more hawkish. But in reality, no one has a crystal ball. At least I don't. I'm not clairvoyant. I don't have the ability to tell the future. And of course, it's super easy to be a Monday morning quarterback. So at a certain point, we could see how it all plays out. But you might be wondering, what does that mean for us right now? What does that mean for my investments, my portfolio? What should I be doing? Should I be buying, selling? What do I do? Now, first of all, I'm like I said, not clairvoyant, but I'm also not a financial advisor. And even it seems like Wall Street itself, all these fancy people with pedigrees on their wall and the right last name working at the right analytics firm, they're all split. So what in the world can we possibly do? It's a little bit fugazi, fugazi, just kind of up in the air. We don't know. We're going to see how it plays out. But what I want to get into this video, since I can't tell you how everything will happen, as in the Fed's decision and also the market collective's reaction, I can tell you a little bit about history. More specifically, I can tell you about how in a similar situation, what did the market do immediately after? That's what we're going to be going over in this video. And I think that the results of what has played out historically is actually kind of counterintuitive. I think you're going to be surprised. But also, just to make it a little bit more enjoyable, I want to talk in this one about a COO, a very, very well-known, prominent company who just bit the nose off a man. Does it relate to the Fed? I don't know, but it seems like everyone's going crazy right now, so it's probably appropriate for this particular video. So buckle up, get ready, let's ride. brother. When that bell went dingity ding 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 today at close on Tuesday, September 20th, wasn't so bueno. Yes, Apple was green, Tesla had a decent day, but there was quite a bit of red. There was quite a bit of pain. Major averages closed about 1% lower as yields rise ahead of Fed rate decision. Now I get it. If you were watching every single minute bar like a hawk today, it was probably a rush of emotion. But remember, it could be way worse. Russian stocks crash on signs Putin may escalate Ukraine war with military mobilization in Ukraine annexation. So the Russian market got murked even harder today. But remember, it doesn't just stop there. Sometimes people are just having straight up bad days. Sometimes you just need a Snickers because you're a little bit hangry. Sometimes you just need a little good old fashioned protein in your system from meat 
because if you're eating the fake stuff, maybe it's making you go a little kooky. Beyond Meat COO Doug Ramsey arrested for allegedly biting man's nose off after Arkansas college football game. Just kind of really shows you that at a certain point, you just want the real thing. Obviously, Beyond Meat, B-Y-N-D is the ticker, not doing so well after somewhat cannibalistic news. Anyway, let's talk about the big picture and just realize that, yeah, your day could be way, way worse. Fed expected to hike rates by three quarters of a point again, but its forecast may matter most, as in where do we see it going in the future? And yes, I want to get into these numbers, but very quickly, just here's a rundown of today. So the two-year treasuries, highest since 2007. Five-year treasuries, highest since 2008. 10-year treasuries, highest since 2011. And even the 30-year treasuries were going as high as 2014. These yields are ripping, 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 which is showing how the market is saying, hey, yeah, the Fed probably going to be pretty hawkish. It's not just in the U.S. Globally, things are really iffy. This is what's coming out of Germany today. German Consumer Price Index, the CPI, you know, that thing in the U.S. here where it was 8.3 and Biden was all like, oh, but like it was only 8.1. So like we, well, yeah, it's awful, but we're only a little bit more awful than straight up awful. So like, give me a break. Well, things are pretty crazy in Germany as well. Like actually, in fact, way crazier. Increased by 46% in August. The strongest increase since 1949. The CPI in Germany is unreal across also across the pond there sweden they were expecting a 75 bips rate increase they got a surprise it was actually 100 bips one percent so it's not just in the u.s but globally inflation is a serious serious issue but it's not all bad i mean a little bit of good news i want to be as balanced as i can here coming out of canada this morning their cpi they were expecting seven three the previous was seven six and theirs came in at seven so i'm not here to say doom and gloom like this world is just inflating to the kingdom come like it's not like planet earth is about to become a hot air balloon most of it might be but there's some reasonable places i guess like the maple syrup in certain countries are weighing it down i don't know what i care a little bit more about though is particularly in the u.s and the show gets rocking tomorrow at 2 p.m that's when we get the results of the fomc meeting which is basically what is the next Fed rate increase. And then at 2.30, the chairman of the Fed, Jerome Powell, will be speaking, and that's where he's going to kind of explain the committee's thought processes on their decision and also where they see things going in the future. As I'm filming this video, there's an 84% chance of a 75 bips rate increase and a 16% chance of a 100 bips rate increase. Now, obviously, if you're a betting person, 75 bips is what you should be betting on. If in the scenario we get this, the 16% chance of 100 bips, things are going to be brutally red because that kind of comes back to the intro here of, yes, a very hawkish Fed, more hawkish than expected, which then would kind of lead to more of a downward pressure on the economy and stocks. And yes, it's battling inflation, but you might be Paul Volkering the situation and sending us into a like straight up recession, which I'm, I know a lot of you would argue, but hey, we're in one because of two quarters of GDP retraction. But also don't forget that the NBER just randomly decided to change the definition of recession. So I don't know. It seems like we're very, very transitory with all of our definitions, including the word transitory and recession and inflation. That's just the upside down world that we currently live in. So if it's 100 bips, probably going to be a brutally red day. Odds are saying it's going to be 75 bips, which will then most likely end up really 
it's going to be more so of the discussion of what Jerome Powell says with all of his just opening speech and all the answers to whatever questions are lobbed at him. So that's where you're going to have to listen at 2.30. And yes, if you're watching this in time, I will be streaming the event. Let's talk about some facts and figures, because I have no idea where this is going to go tomorrow. You have no idea where this is going to go tomorrow. So all we can do is look how things have played out historically. And remember, in the world of the markets, history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. I don't know what that actually means, but it sounds cool. So let's just ride with it. Anyway, this year, in 2022, thus far, we've already had four rate hikes. Count them. One, two, three, and four. 25 bips, 50 bips, 75 bips, 75 bips. I just... I'm smirking a little bit because I remember way back when I'm old enough to remember in early 2022 when we were told that 75 bips isn't even being considered. And now there's a chance that we're going to have three or even worse in a row. Anyway, after all these interest rate increases this year, this calendar year, here is the performance of the S&P 500 one day. All green, 2.24%, 2.99%, 1.4%, 2.6%. We are four out of four in a bullish reaction upon a rate hike from the 25, the 50, and the 275s all increased over 1.46%, but most of them were over two, which that's crazy bullish on a hawkish result. So there's a little facts and figures of what's gone down this year. But I also thought this was pretty cool. When the S&P 500 closes at a five-day low and below the 200 moving average just before a Fed day. So just to clarify, yes, we are, I mean, we're below the 50 moving, so we're definitely below the 200. And the lowest close in the past five days, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, yep, we definitely have the lowest close, which means that this particular pattern is accurate. So from 1979 until now, this has happened 31 times, and 19 of those were winning trades to be bullish the very next day uh, with a 61% accuracy. Now, if you look at 2008 until now, this has happened 11 times, and nine of those were profitable. 81% profitability, actually almost an 82% profitability of basically what happens the next day. So if you're looking from 79 until now, 2008 till now, or just from the start of 2022 until now, the circumstance is actually kind of bullish. Now, does that mean that tomorrow is going to be a great green day? No. In fact, it could actually be a horrific red day that makes us all want to cry in the shower. But I'm just saying this is how things have played out in the past. And hey, the more you know. And now to wrap this up, I just want to talk about someone who got caught doing something they shouldn't be doing in the old stock market. Justin, Morgan Stanley and Barclays sued for manipulating VIX, which caused hundreds of millions in losses for VIX option holders. The lawsuit alleges Morgan Stanley, Barclays, and other banks placed tens of thousands of SPX out-of-the-money option orders and canceled within seconds as they had no intention of buying them. This resulted in artificially raising the implied volatility which manipulated the VIX index. So basically, someone got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, and this particular cookie jar is known as spoofing. Spoofing is the name given to an unknown trader, all right, blah, blah, blah. The name Spoofing is assigned to this unknown trader because of his go-to strategy, spoofing. Spoofing is a form of market manipulation in which a trader places one or more highly visible order but has no intention of keeping them. So the sending buy orders, the sending sell orders, when people are monitoring those, if you like throw up massive size on either side, it could have an influence on the market. And when you're actively doing that with no intention of getting filled, when you're just putting it up and take it down really quickly to influence something else, well, 
that that's illegal. It's manipulation. We literally have a name for it. And that's exactly what Morgan Stanley, Barclays, and some others are actually getting tied up in right now. Um, they're doing it to the S&P 500, which allegedly had a big impact on the VIX. I just wanted to bring it to your attention. And if there's any developments with this particular storyline, this narrative, I'll let you know in the future. But hey, once again, on Wall Street, surprise, 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 there's a little bit more corruption. Now, to really wrap all this up, let me know in a comment below. As I am filming this, the S&P 500 or the ETF that tracks it is trading at 384.09. In a comment below, type in a number. Where do you think the market closes tomorrow when that bell goes dingity ding 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 at the end of the FOMC day? Let me know. We're at 384.09 right now. Yes, we have some upside gap fills in the green. We have some downside gap fills in the red. Post a number below where you think we're going to end and whoever wins, hey, you get endless bragging rights, so you might as well give it a whirl. I hope you enjoyed the video. I'll catch you in the next one. Have a beautiful day. Peace out.